The voice of Formula One has passed away last weekend. This week on Inside Motorsport, we take an opportunity to hear from Murray Walker about his love affair with the Adelaide Grand Prix. I hope you can stay with us. Murray Walker, the consummate English gentleman, was the voice of Formula One, passing away at 97 years of age. His voice becoming synonymous in the English-speaking world with the sport of Formula One, a sport that he absolutely loved, having started with the BBC on radio, calling the races and then transitioning to television. Murray Walker loved the Adelaide Formula One Grand Prix and I had a chance to speak to him in 2011 about his life post-commentary and how much he absolutely adored the Adelaide City and what it did for Formula One. Yeah, I mean, I first came to Adelaide and first came to Australia, in fact, in 1985 for the first Formula One race. most of us in Formula One, and I mean like about 95%, had never been to Australia. I didn't even know where Adelaide was. I had to get the Atlas out and find it. Uh, and when we came here, we were absolutely knocked out with the place, with the, the weather, the, the brightness of the light, uh, the friendliness of everybody here. Adelaide fitted so well with the Grand Prix and we had a wonderful race. We came back here for 11 years, and then I thought, oh dear, that's it. Uh, But the clips all started, and I think this is my eighth time here, and it's a joy to be back. With, uh, I guess, uh, a cloud over Melbourne's future, you, I would imagine, are one of the biggest advocates to say, bring it back here? Well, I, I, I know nothing about the politics of what's going on at Melbourne, whether it's a sort of power play between Bernie Ecclestone and Rob Walker and the Melbourne politicians. Um, I I think everybody, with the greatest of respect to Melbourne, who do an absolutely fantastic job, and I'm not knocking them, Albert Park's a very nice circuit and everybody's very friendly there, but there is a magic about Adelaide and, and I think Formula One would love to come back here, but I can't see it happening. Technology has transformed world interest in Formula One in general and motorsport in particular. Because when I began, well, when I began, it was radio and there weren't any pictures. Uh, but when, te- when television began, you just had a camera looking at the cars going round and round and round and you did the best you could. But you're right, with the advent of the on-car cameras, which incidentally, it was down to Bernie Ecclestone... Formula One has developed the way it has because of the driving force of one man, and that's Bernie Ecclestone. Yes, he's had a lot of support from very important people like Max Mosley and promoters and Ron Walker and all the rest of them, but if it hadn't been for Bernie Ecclestone, the three of us wouldn't be sitting here together. Um, So Bernie was responsible for on-car cameras. Bernie was responsible for creating this machine which televised the Grand Prix, uh, because when it all began, each of the individual countries did their own coverage. When you came, I mean, I remember the first time I came to Australia in 85, Channel 9 were doing it, and a chap called David Hill was in charge, 
uh, and he was an absolute genius and he went on to become one of Rupert Murdoch's head men on, on television and as far as I know he still is uh, and Channel 9 did an absolutely stupefying job in terms of coverage everything in Adelaide that was on television was keyed to Formula One the cookery programs the religious programs the gardening programs they, they were all given a Formula One slant and there were lots of programs explaining what it was all about and I remember saying to David how knocked out it, uh, by it all I was. And he said, well, Murray, um, Australia doesn't very often get any international events. I'm talking about 1985. He said, Australia doesn't very often get any international events. But to get a world championship event is very, very special indeed. And I'm determined that everybody in Australia who wants to know about Formula One shall know everything that they can know about Formula One by the time the race starts at 2 o'clock on Sunday or whenever it started. Uh, and he did a fabulous job. Um, and, and now, in, in a situation where, as I say, when, I, when television began and I was doing it and it was just cameras looking at the cars, now you've got graphics, you've got uh, sector times, uh, everything's done to a thousandth of a second. Uh, you've got captions telling you exactly what's going on, and it's enhanced the enjoyment of television viewing for Formula One enormously because Formula One uh, is a very difficult sport to follow if you are not steeped in it and knowledgeable about it. For the for the housewife sitting at home, uh, who isn't particularly, or the sports fan sitting at home, it's very unlike almost any other sport, um, Aussie rules, rugby, football, cricket, tennis, swimming, athletics, boxing, they all happen in a very confined area within, wholly within the sight of someone sitting in a grandstand. That doesn't happen with Formula One. You sit in a grandstand and the cars go around and a minute and 20 seconds later they come back again and they're not necessarily in the same order. You can't read the numbers because they're so small because of the sponsor's needs. Uh, and if you could read the numbers, you probably wouldn't know who they related to. Um, there's, lot, there's two car batches, McLarens and Renaults and all the rest of it, which look, al which look alike. And then they start going into the pits to change tires and wheels and, the order, and you lose touch with things. So you really, 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 with Formula One, need somebody who is explaining what is happening. And with the advent of all the technology that we've got now, uh, I mean, I was able to sit and stand in the commentary box, as I always stood, and I had about five television screens, which I could get up by punching buttons, which gave me total knowledge about the race. And the, the, more, the more that's going in here in the terms of knowledge, the more comes out of here in terms of... Information. So that's about a 20 minute answer to your simple question of how has technology changed Formula One? Well, it's a great thing because, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's increasing the, the number of people who are interested in and talking about and hypothesizing about and incorrectly predicting what is going to happen. Uh, and uh, the, more, the more people who are interested in it and talking about it, the better. How lucky was Adelaide? I don't think Adelaide was lucky at all because uh, uh, 
it, my understanding has always been that in 1984-85, when the question of Australia getting a round of the Formula One World Championship arose, three there were three contenders, Sydney, Melbourne and Adelaide, of which, and this is what I've been told, there'll be cries of dismay when I say it, uh, my understanding was that Sydney always assumed that it was going to get it because it was Sydney. Uh, and Melbourne always assumed that it was going to get it because it regarded itself as a sports capital of um, of Australia or maybe of the world. Yeah. Um, and maybe they did not try as hard as John Bannon, who was the Premier of South Australia at the time. Uh, Adelaide must have been regarded as and also ran, but John Bannon got in an aeroplane and he flew to London to see Bernie Ecclestone, and that's the sort of thing that Bernie likes. He likes people who take the initiative and show some gumph. Uh, and John Bannon did a deal with Bernie, and then he got in another aeroplane and flew to Japan and did a deal with Mitsubishi to sponsor the race. So I don't think Adelaide was lucky. Adelaide fought very hard for what it subsequently proved it richly deserved because it did an absolutely fabulous job and like where we came in today um, I say that Formula One would love still to be here. Our thoughts go out to the friends and family of Murray Walker. That's all we have time this week for on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.